This is an interview with Blackwater Holy Light singer and bassist Allison Sonny Ferris on Sunday, September 5th, 2021 by Nick Brickell. Now, can you tell me about getting your very first instrument? My very first instrument? I feel like I had, I think I got an acoustic guitar in high school at some point, which I maybe learned how to play like one song on. Um, <laughs> I had always like been a lover and a fan of music and always wanted to play music. Um, but didn't really, yeah, didn't really discover that until like my kind of teen years. And then when I finally did get a guitar, um, I was so involved with like sports and a lot of other stuff that I never like paid too much attention to it. So I think truly the first instrument that I got that I like really learned how to play was this kind of shitty Dan electro bass that I got <laughs> um, when I sort of started this band with some of my roommates in like 2012 I was haven't really been playing for as long as um some of my other bandmates but I think that that was like probably like my true first instrument that I really gave attention to now, what was going it was on like Pepto-Bismol pink <laughs> what was going on between the end of Veils of Winter and the writing period for Silence Motion we let's see we recorded Veils of Winter in March of 2019 and then for the for the majority of 2019 we were actually touring quite a bit we we had a handful of <clears throat> kind of like smaller tours that were wrapping into each other we went to Europe right after we recorded that so we were pretty busy um actually for that year and then 2020 came of course, COVID was starting to happen, and we we were also on tour. We had done a little Mexico tour, and then we were on a West Coast tour kind of when quarantine and everything started happening. So we were actually traveling quite a bit, and um, we hadn't I hadn't done a ton of writing for Silence Motion during that time. I mean, I we all kind of had, like, some riffs and, like, some little ideas of stuff but it was nothing really concrete so then once once the first shutdown quarantine happened and whenever I think yeah like mid-March 2020 we had all kind of gotten together and talked about what we wanted to do and you know it was just also confusing and no one knew anything about COVID yet and so we just kind of made it our goal we're like well let's just let's just write an album you know between now and um, it was actually kind of funny, the stories that our synth player, Sarah, um, ended up getting pregnant and she, her and her fiance were like, okay, so we're due in December. So the band was like, okay, well, let's just write and record an album before the baby comes. So we were kind of on this like baby clock to have like the next record written, which was like kind of a funny and cool pressure to have. <laughs> To, to just sort of like get together and make it happen. So, yeah, we pretty much just wrote it, wrote that record summer of 2020. It came together pretty quick, actually. Now, you now have a new live guitarist, Erica Osterhout, in the band. What did you look for mm -hmm. to make sure they were the right person for Blackwater? It was it was a little bit of a challenge finding um, someone to come in to the band. Silence Motion, we had written and recorded as a four-piece, which was obviously different than the first two records but yeah we were just looking for someone that you know was passionate about music and you know wanted to be a part of a group that's really active and that's just down to kind of 
work hard and we had tried, you know, jamming with a few people in town and um, things just weren't really lining up. And then my friend Charlie actually um, let me know about Erica and I already knew who she was because I listened to her bands and um, same with our drummer release listens to her music. And so, I mean, I know that she, you know, can play really well. I know that she likes metal. I know that she's been really active in, in groups previously. So so I just hit her up on Instagram kind of, and, and sent her a message was like, Hey, you know, we're looking for someone if you're interested and got her number. I just started kind of chatting about everything and, yeah, one thing just kind of led to another, and she ended up learning some of our stuff before she we even like had ever hung out in person. And she came, she flew out here to have her first rehearsal with us, and walked in basically just kind of knowing everything. And so, yeah, she just like worked out really perfectly, and we're super excited to have her. We all get along, and we all just laugh all the time. And she's just like really, really perfect for this. So I feel very thankful that we found her. Now, you used Dylan White for a second time as your producer. What did you like about how Veils of Winter turned out that convinced you to bring him back? So he, Dylan was actually just our engineer um, for Veils of Winter and for Silence Motion. Um, and he's like, he's been a friend of mine for a really long time. I've been, I moved here in 2000 and pretty much met him immediately. So he's been my really good um buddy since then and we used to play music together and so I just know him really well and trust him and it just felt really easy working with him on Veils of Winter you know because like our communication was just really clear and he's super good about you know being like yeah that take sounds good or no that's that was shitty dude again and um yeah just like really listens to what we want and yeah just like really seamless working with him so um you know, it just felt like good. And so we wanted to bring him back again. And then actually for Silence Motion, we had a producer, Liam Neighbors from Ms. Moore and Hell. He came in and produced. And that was cool because we had never really worked with a producer before. And so the combo of having Dylan and Liam kind of like putting in their input and trying ideas and just all of us working together and kind of trying, yeah, just like trying everything that we could possibly think of just worked out really well and um yeah we all just like got along super great and so it was just it felt just easy you know just felt easy and natural and fun now before you went into the recording of this album what albums did you listen to that you wanted to use a similar tone or style to um i don't know if there were any albums like specifically that i was trying to be like i want to sound like that i definitely um had have been listening to a lot more black metal and death metal stuff during Veils of Winter. So um, tonally, I mean, I think that we were just kind of trying to sound like us still. Um, but stylistically, you know, we're like doing some more like kind of tremolo stuff and like a little bit more um, kind of like black metal feeling riffs or at least trying to a little bit without like really losing the foundation of who we are. So, um, yeah, we just kind of, we just kind of went and we didn't, we, we had, we didn't really play with any like new gear specifically or anything like that. But yeah, it was definitely just like wanting to get a little bit more into like the feeling of a little bit darker, more soul and black metal 
kind of stuff. But um, yeah, we've never really like had an album where we're like, okay, we want to like sound exactly like this. You know, we're always just trying to like be ourselves and then just sort of see what happens with that. <laughs> so touching on that, what what three songs would you say had like the most black metal type edge to them? Um, off of the new record, Silence Motion, let's see. The song Silence Motion, there's like, there's two. Silence Motion, another song called 1503, and one called Every Corner, where they have kind of like these big crescendo, tremolo picky, kind of dark explosions that go back into kind of like softer parts, which is, I think that's kind of something that like we do pretty well is the balance between like these soft, really delicate moments and then getting really big and explosive. But those three songs I think are like, are the, are most like kind of touching into a new, a new sound. And we really like how those turned out and we definitely want to like continue on this path, especially writing the next record. I think that sound like that more stylistic changes are just going to keep on coming out more and more as we, as we progress. When it came to your set list for Psycho Las Vegas, what three songs got the most wild reaction from the crowd? Um, God, it's hard to say. Um, I think we played a lot of our new stuff during Psycho. Um, and so I think that we had, we played this song, so motorcycle that we have that seems to be like more of a popular one. And it's one that people already know. So seems like people got pretty excited about that one and another song called death realms because they've been released already and out um and those yeah those ones always go over really well live and then um the last song that we played is uh one of the songs off of our new album that i mentioned called every corner and that's just like it's just a really weird long song with a bunch of parts that kind of like don't make sense but meld into each other somehow and it's just kind of like the banger. So it was fun to finish finish that set with just like a really big, heavy one. But yeah, I think I think probably those ones. But hopefully, hopefully the whole set was okay. It was, you know, it was our first show coming out of everything. So it felt really wild to be on stage in front of people again. It was like, it was really insane um, moment, I think, for us. What was it like recording your cover of the Motorhead and Girl School song, Please Don't Touch? Oh my God, that was, it was so fun. It was just so ridiculously fun. So we, they, I, we had three and a half hours to go in. And so we went in with Matt, um, Matt Pike, who we collaborated with for this recording. And yeah, it was just so hilarious. I don't know why, like all of the funniest things were just happening. And we were just having like a super goofy, good time, like drinking beer and hanging out and we were all like doing, we were all doing vocals and we only did it in like a couple takes just to get the live track. But yeah, it was just like the funnest day ever. It was hilarious. And the people that were engineering all of that were really sweet. And there was like a whole video crew and yeah, it just ended up kind of being like a little bit of a party, which seems appropriate for, <laughs> for Motorhead and Girls School. Cause that's definitely what they were doing when, when they were recording it. But yeah, it was, it was just like a really funny, good time. What are your favorite blogs to stay up to date on new music news? Um, not a ton, honestly. I pretty much like just stick to like Revolver and Pitchfork and then 
just sort of look out for what people are posting on their like social media and their Facebook and stuff. I don't really like, I'm not, I don't really check stuff daily. I just kind of like to check out articles and stuff that my friends post as they come out. So it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly just kind of like random, I'd say for me. Most cherished musical possession in your collection? Ooh, probably. I have probably my acoustic guitar. It's a seagull. Um, my stepdad gave it to me a handful of years ago, and it's just like, it's at my house. And I just love acoustic a lot. And a lot of the writing, actually, that I did for Veils of Winter, or no, sorry, well, Veils of Winter, too, but um, Silence Motion came off of that guitar. And so, yeah, it's just like a really special instrument to me. It means a lot because it came from someone in my family. And, yeah, it's just sort of been the the tool that I've used to, like, create a lot of the ideas that turn into, like, you know, these bigger parts and stuff for our songs so probably that probably yeah probably that i love that guitar coolest blackwater holy light souvenir you have yeah so we have this it's actually really funny one of our first tours ever maybe no i think it was like our second tour actually we were playing in san francisco or oakland i think oh i think it was oakland and um this woman came to the show this like really creepy baby doll that has like a noose around its neck and it's like all bloody and she just made this like really creepy baby doll we're playing um a song called babies that's off of our very first album and it was just hilarious because she gave it to us when we were on stage and then we actually ended up tying it uh up in our van and it's still there so it's kind of like our little creepy good luck charm that everyone sees and is really like freaked out by but we think that it protects the van so <laughs> probably that <laughs> favorite portland oregon ghost story or urban legend a ghost story from portland oregon well i don't really know any specifically there's i don't know if you know um if you've been here but there downtown there's something called the shanghai tunnels and it's this huge slew of underground tunnels that were like built really when the city was kind of coming up and um there's like a lot of old stories about like underground bars there and like about, you know, actually it's kind of like really fucked up stuff that happened down there, like weird, crazy, like sex trades and um, stuff like that. But you can go and you can take a tour of them and it's really nuts going down there and just seeing these tunnels and like how they all kind of wrap in and out of each other. And um, that's something that I didn't know about Portland until like the first couple of years that I lived here. So it was cool going and walking around down there, having no idea that, you know, when you're above ground, you don't know that anything is down there. And so there's all kinds of crazy stories about haunted hotels and haunted bars and um, places like that downtown. So that's probably the most unique ghost story in Portland. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can do that right around Halloween and stuff. And then there's actually a bar down there that has shows that some of my friends have played at a few times. And so that's kind of creepy and weird to be down there and be listening to music it's just sort of like an eerie feeling but it's really fun too what's the name of that bar it's just called the Shang- i think it's just called the shanghai shanghai bar i mean i guess uh final words then final words well um our album comes out silence motion comes out um really soon october 22nd on writing easy records and can be available online 
and it'll also be available for streaming. So, um, yeah, it's a special album. We're really looking forward to getting it out into the world, and we're really looking forward to making another one as quick as we can. So um, thank you for the support, and thank you, everyone, who is listening. And, yeah, we're just really stoked to, to share what we made with you all. Thank you. This has been an interview with Blackwater Holy Light singer-bassist Allison Sonny Ferris on Sunday, September 5th, 2021, by Neck Brickell.